other people all the time, but do we really see them? And we listen to other people speak every day, but do we really listen? If you are an actor, particularly a good actor, then you have no choice. For whichever role you are going to play, you must truly see and hear that person so much so that you become him or her on the stage. For most of us, if we are having a bad day, to suddenly pretend, that is, play, as though we are ecstatic with joy, would be unnatural, uncomfortable, even painful. It would require that we forget ourselves and all of our personal concerns and inhabit an entirely new being. And yet, this is what actors and actresses must do all the time. Imagine it. They might be starring as Romeo or Juliet. On the way to the movie set, they get a text message from their spouse demanding a divorce. No matter. When the director calls out, action, they must become passionate Veronese lovers in the grips of youthful ecstasy. To better understand this incredible talent and phenomenon, I have brought Tim Ollers onto the shrift. Tim is an acupuncturist, but not only that, he is my acupuncturist. After several appointments with Tim, I noticed how superb of a listener he was. I felt as though I could talk to him about my problems for hours and hours, and he would become as equally engaged with them as I was, as though they were just as much his concerns as they were mine. I later discovered that Tim had not always been an acupuncturist. Prior to this career, he had been an actor, and he continues to teach acting at theater schools in Berlin. I theorized that Tim's ability to so thoroughly empathize with his patients and his past life as an actor could not have been mere coincidence. Tim, it seems, had taken his ability to identify with characters of all sort on the stage into his acupuncture practice. When he meets with his patients, he is able to embody their Weltanschauung and see the world through their eyes, the same way an actor can so skillfully play Romeo that he momentarily becomes Romeo. And Tim, if you could just tell us a bit about your story, how you came to how you came to be um, an acupuncturist after being an actor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I tried a lot of studies. Yeah, I wanted to study, um, for example, when I was 20-something, I wanted to become a painter. And then I wanted to become a psychologist. And then I, yeah, I, by accident, I get to use to know a few people who wanted to become actors. And I really liked it. Yeah, because uh, you need all levels, thinking, feeling, yeah, everything, yeah. And that's how I started to become an actor in the 90s, and I really liked it. And in the beginning, you have so much passion, yeah. You think, oh, it's so wild and you're so free. And after a while, you realize, okay, if you do it as a profession, you're not wild and free. Yeah, you have to do what the director wants you to do. And yeah, the business is very hard in Germany because there are so many actors, but not so much jobs. Yeah, And so I realized, okay, 
maybe I want to try something else. And then I realized becoming an acupuncturist, that's wild and free in a way, because then I am my own boss. And I really liked it. And um, to come back to your question, there is a big connection. A lot of colleagues of mine and other acupuncturists asked um, myself, um, it's, it's so hard to get to know people. How do you do it? And for me, it's so easy because if you're an actor, you have this situation all the time. There's a character, you should play a character, and you have to get to know this character. And you said you, that patients have different, you have the five, five types, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. And um, some earthy, metal, these kinds of things. Maybe, yeah. w would you mind saying what kind of type I am? Because you know me as a patient. <laughs> Maybe they, that would help them understand. Yeah. Yeah. You're a woody person. Yeah, you have a lot of wood. Wood means being interested in new stuff. Yeah, being outside, being physical, um, being very noisy. And is it noisy? If if you you can say noisy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah? Okay. Very um, animated. Um, what's and the word in German? Um, Neugierig. Oh, curious. Curious, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm looking for. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Not noisy. Yeah. Noisy is loud. Yeah. 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 You're no, curious. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 You're curious. Yeah. That's what you are, but in a very good way. Yeah. That you're looking for something new. That you are interested in the world outside. Yeah. You're... Uh, okay. Yeah? Interesting. So, um, yeah, we should, probably shouldn't tell the guests too much about my personal life. I'm just kidding. Like... Uh, we can, our conversations can get very um, personal and in, even intimate, I might say. Um, so, yeah. Uh, okay, let's just <laughs> I'll keep going. So, what happened in your mind that you... Yeah. I understand that you felt frustrated, like, no freedom as an actor to yeah, yeah. choose your own performance. Yeah, yeah. Where did the thought, okay, I'm an actor, but now I want to be an acupuncture. Like, what was mm -hmm. the thought that happened? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. As an actor, you were just doing what the director was telling you. And since then, it's more or less like that. Yeah? And if you have a very good director, it can be very, very, very good. Yeah? But if you don't have a director you agree with, yeah? As you, if you see uh, the character in the same direction, it's no problem. But yeah, if you think, okay, that's not the way I want to do this char character, then you really have a problem. Mm. Yeah, and it's getting more and more and more in this direction. Yeah, and that's not what I wanted to do. Mm. Yeah, you're really not wild and free. Yes, yeah? so you, you have to be very disciplined, and you're just doing what other people are telling you. Yeah. And what about acupuncture the, point? But what was the thought, okay, I'm an actor, I'm going to yeah. take this acting skill and bring it into the world of acupuncture? Like The, the patients who are coming, they are yeah. real. Oh, I see, yeah. yeah. There's no director who's telling them, you should be like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this problem is not existing. Yeah. yeah. They are real. Yeah. They are t totally authentic. Sure. Yeah, and, and 
And so um, it's very, very interesting to get to know them. Yeah, it's a bit like um, sometimes you play a character, a person who really existed. Then you know, okay, he was like that. Yeah, it's n of course, you can interpret, interpret it. Um, interpret. Interpret, yeah, yeah. yes. Um, but um, more or less, um, you use all the interviews you've seen, or you, maybe you have seen films about this person, yeah, and you use it. Yeah. And, and that makes it so easy, yeah, so interesting. But if you're doing a character from a play, maybe it's a very small character, then you have to be creative. Yeah? And then you have to agree with the director, or maybe you disagree, and then you have a problem. But if a patient is coming, that's a real person. Yeah? That's, so it's, it's that's like pretty a, fascinating, because um, basically means, obviously you don't get to play the patient, but for you it's enough to just understand the patient? That's yes, how you get yes, your same... Yes, yes, I have to understand the patient. Yeah, why is he suffering? Why is um, he unable to change it? Yeah? Why is it so hurtful for this patient? Mm. Yeah? And for me, because I've been an actor for a long time, it's, it's very easy to understand persons, mm. yeah? to, to change my um, way of thinking. Yeah, sometimes um, I would do the opposite. Yeah, I think, yeah, if, if I um, think about myself, I, I will never have this kind of problem. Yeah? <laughs> but because yeah. I'm an actor, I can understand them. Yeah? And I'm full of respect. Yeah? It's never that I say, okay, it's, it's not really a problem. So what's this problem? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm yeah. full of respect. And I, I know, okay, for this person, for this man or for this woman, it's really a big problem. And yeah, he's too metallic or too much in fire. Mm. So we have to do the opposite. If there's too much fire, this person should have more water. Yeah? Mm. Then he's balanced. So I use water points. Does yeah. it bother you or that you don't, because when you're acting, you have to understand your character, mm. then you have to actually play that character, yeah. right? Yeah. Do you, is it enough for you just to understand and not be able to play <laughs> that person? Is that something you feel is missing or? While I'm with a patient, I mirror the patient. Oh. Yeah? In a way, I, I play the patient. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm with you, I feel like I'm your only patient the whole week. Yeah. And it's like amazing for me to think, wow, you have to do this with 10 other patients each day and <laughs> totally different stories <laughs> and that you can immediately leave a very intense conversation with me and then jump into a totally yeah. new conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, it's, um, you know, for me to even stop thinking about my own problems for 10 minutes is pretty, pretty difficult. And you have to not only stop thinking about your own problems, but think about other people's and then switch. <laughs> okay, so um, I'm interested in, because like I said, unfortunately, I, well, let me just start by saying this. I think about um, Daniel Day-Lewis as an actor, <laughs> and he played Lincoln, <laughs> Abraham Lincoln in the film Lincoln, <laughs> 
And, you know, he basically had to uh, get up every morning mm-hmm. and say, look in the mirror and say, I'm Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't look in the mirror and say mm-hmm. to myself, I'm Abraham Lincoln. Like, mm-hmm. I would just laugh, right? Uh, he really believed, or he didn't, he really let himself go that he could embrace this character. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe you could, what, so as I understand it, I, my theory for why I am not so good at this is I just identify so much with my own personality mm-hmm. and my own problems mm-hmm. um, such that I can't really understand other people's problems because I'm thinking about my own. I think that's mm-hmm. something that a lot of people experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I certainly couldn't understand Abraham Lincoln's problems because mm-hmm. I've never met him. I mean, I could mm-hmm. read about him. Yeah, but that's a real person. Yeah. But they're not my problems. Like, I don't mm-hmm. care if, who wins the Civil War anymore. Mm-hmm. It already <laughs> happened, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't... Um, when I wake up, I'm thinking about my problems. Most people are. Thinking, yeah. Yeah. I have, I want this, I want that. How am I going to mm-hmm. get it? Mm-hmm. Abraham Lincoln wakes up. I'm think, I want to win the war, right, and mm-hmm. get end slavery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To me, to to be able to take someone else's problems and make them your own mm-hmm. is would be is for me seems impossible, honestly. <laughs> so, I guess, am I correct? That to be a good actor, you have to be able to like lose your ego, lose your own identity or your own, like lose your own ego. And Mm -hmm. in order to. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You have to lose yourself, but it's, it's a very nice thing. Yeah. It's a kind of occasion from your own problems. Yeah. Because I'm sure Daniel Lewis will have his own problems. Yeah, but while he's playing Abraham Lincoln, yeah, he he doesn't have to think about his own problems. Yeah, it's it's more nice to be someone else to have this his problems than to think of your own problems. Yeah, and as I said before, when we've been children, we've been all playing, and it was so nice to be I don't know a Smurf or a cowboy or whatever. Yeah, or a princess. Yeah, it's very nice to be a princess. Yeah, then you f- you can forget that you will do the test tomorrow at school and you're not prepared. Yeah, so it's much more nice to be this princess. And of course, while being a princess, the princess has also problems because the prince is not arriving in time or whatever. Yeah, I think if uh, if children are playing, there are also problems. Yeah, and they get to use to solve these problems. And it's so nice to be Abraham Lincoln because um, you know the script. And in his case, finally, there's a very, very happy ending. Yeah. And it's so nice um, to be able to play a character with a happy ending. Because our lives, it's not 19 minutes or 120 minutes and then then there's a happy ending and everything's fine and there's a big applause. No, it's not like that. Because our life, uh, 
of course, it's it's good that it's not ending, but because it's not ending, mm -hmm. it's going on. The problems are going on. Do you feel like in your practice when patients walk in who are similar to you, like maybe they're mm -hmm. male or older or mm -hmm. German, mm -hmm. you feel, okay, this is someone I can get inside their head more or does mm -hmm. it not matter if it's child, if it's old person? Children, um, it's, it's not easy for me yeah, because uh, I don't have children. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> children, I think that's the hardest job for me. <laughs> um, but grown-ups, um, if they are more or less similar to myself, then it's easy for me. Then it's not so interesting for me. If they are uh, far away from me, um, then the job is much more interesting for me. Because yeah? mm. I, I want to um, make a good job. Yeah? Yeah. Then I'm much more focused, I think. Yeah? For example, I had a patient last year... Um, um, half of his life he was in prison <laughs> and he came to my place and he said um, one wrong word and I'm hitting every person that's why I'm here and I said oh my god <laughs> maybe he will hit me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah and it was very hard to treat this person yeah because it, he was really brutal what was his element of the five fire that, that was very interesting for me yeah. because he was very earthy. Yeah? I said he was very earthy, but he um, acted the opposite way. Mm. And then I said to him, you're not yourself if you're brutal like you are. You're the opposite. And I, I wasn't sure if it's, if, if it's good to tell him that. But he was very grateful for that. Yeah? It's a compliment, I think. It's yeah. saying he probably has... Nice to know he's not naturally a yeah, yeah. violent criminal. In, in um, being in prison or the people he's um, now working with, they are all brutal. So he has to be brutal. Yeah. yeah. Cruel. So it's not easy to tell him, please be the opposite. Because I think um, in the beginning, yeah, you've been the opposite person. You've been very earthy. Earthy means very, being very social, being very soft. Yeah. Yeah. Empathy. It's very easy for people, yeah, who are having a lot of earth, and it's the opposite of being um, cruel. Yeah. Yeah. Aggressive. And he was very aggressive. Yeah. For example, um, he hit his um, stepfather because his stepfather um, was um, just um, touching his his child. And he thought, ah, he wants to abuse my child, and now I hit him. And yeah. um, hitting persons <laughs> means you really, uh, they have to go to hospital. Yeah. Let me ask you another question. Um, if you have a difficult, you or even an actor, if they have 
something really difficult in their personal life going on. Maybe mm-hmm. breakup, money problems, whatever. Yeah. Does that make it harder? Like for you, is it harder for you to connect with your patients and understand them in those situations in your personal life? When a, a character? Let's just probably you as the acupuncturist. If you have something going on in your life outside, does it make it harder for you to connect to your patients when they come into the office? Do you understand in, what I mean? In general, yes. In general, I would say no. Yeah. In general, I would say no. But maybe there is one day... Yeah. In a year, yeah, I'm not so, um, yeah, I'm not really there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a patient last year and I, um, there was so much going on in my life and in my head while she was there. And I thought, okay, it's, it's, it's a easy problem. It's easy to solve. And so I, yeah, I wasn't so there for her. Yeah. And then she came for the first treatment first time it's just talking and then there was the first treatment and I thought I it's it's I don't have to um, how to say work yeah work so much um, do so much give so much energy in that case and she was disappointed and she never came back yeah (laughs) Mm. so I realized okay in a way it was my fault Mm. because I haven't seen her as much as she had deserved it. Mm. Yeah. Wow. And that happens not often because most of the time I think even if it's for other people, it's a small problem for me. All small problems are always big problems. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, do you ever feel like you empathize too much and you need to take a step back and be Tim? and not mm-hmm. get too deep into the patient's mind where you need to say, okay, I'm me, they're them. I need mm-hmm. to set, create distance. Mm-hmm. I think for the patients, it's always good. Yeah, the closer I get, the better for them. Yeah. yeah. As I said before to that lady, I wasn't close enough. Right. Yeah, so she was in a way disappointed and she was right. Um, but for myself, I realized um, till last autumn, I was working six days a week. And I realized it's too much. Now I'm working five days a week, so I have mm-hmm. two days off, mm. and that's much better. And it's really necessary yeah, that yeah. I have two days break. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I see. So being open to all these uh, people means all this energy is getting very close to my heart. Yeah. yeah. And because they're coming with problems, and they should come with problems, with pain and, yeah anxieties, fears, and all this, um, um, it's touching my heart and it's taking something from my heart, in a way. Mm. So for myself, it's not always healthy. I think, interesting, because on some level, I think you're saying that identifying, you said before, when you can Mm -hmm. play a role, you you get energy, so to speak, because you leave your problems behind and Mm -hmm. you can be Abraham Lincoln for a day and Mm -hmm. forget about Mm -hmm. Steve or Tim. But it could also have the other effect where now you suddenly have all of Abraham Lincoln's problems and then 10 other people's problems and it also can. So 
would you say there need in what's does it sometimes it takes energy sometimes it gives energy it sounds like empathy you can have, you, to, you have you, to balance it yeah. you have to balance it yeah for example um daniel de lewis I think, um, I'm not sure he wants to do one more movie or he already um, stopped it. And he did, I don't know, 15, 15 movies, something yeah. like this, 15, mm -hmm. not 50, 15. And that's not, for such a long career, it's not much no. movies mm. because it's too much for him. Yeah? He wants to get balanced, yeah? stay balanced. That he have months where, where he is just himself. Yeah, and not Abraham Lincoln, and not a handicapped person or whoever. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, and that's very important. So I think people, many people probably like me, are too much Steve, you know, too much in my head. And I probably need more empathy or more to more understand other people's problems. But other people are too empathetic and need to get more into themselves it's what you it's a question of what you want yeah, yeah? <laughs> right but i think you're saying it's good to have both yes in general yes yes yeah it's it's um what is your goal right yeah? what are you going for yeah and sometimes um it's it's good to to be with yourself and to be very close to yourself. For other people, it's very important to be close to other people. Yeah? But in, uh, in your case, I would say you are very interested in people. Yeah, maybe I'm being too hard on myself. Yes. But yes. in general, I am interested in people. But I would say that um, once I go, when I go to bed at night, for example, I'm always thinking about, unfortunately, I'm thinking about myself, not about if I meet people, I have yeah. empathy for them and mm -hmm. I care about them. But mm -hmm. once I go home, mm -hmm. I'm not going to bed thinking about mm -hmm. somebody else usually. Like, but in a way, it's right. Yeah. While lying in bed, that means you're um, going to, in Chinese medicine, you're going to the water. Yeah. Falling asleep means being in, in the water. Mm. And being in the water is um, being with yourself. Mm. In daytime. You should, when you're outside, yeah, mm. then you should be with people and you should think about people because that's the earth time. Mm. Yeah? So like laying in bed, that's right that you're just thinking about yourself. Mm. Okay, good. About 100 years ago, the Austrian Jewish philosopher and theologian Martin Buber published his best-known work, Ich und Du. In German, there are two ways to say you. There is Sie and there is Du. Sie is the formal and polite form of address. This is the form one might use to speak with one's boss or with the intimidating father of a girl once taking out on a date or with that poor old lady you're helping across the street. Do is used for friends, lovers, family members, children, and anyone who seems chill. 100 years ago, however, do was only reserved for those people with whom one enjoyed the most intimate of relationships. A century ago, many children referred to their father as Z, an address which would be unheard of today. 
Franz Kafka addressed his girlfriend, Felice Bauer, as Z for months. It was only when he was on the verge of proposing marriage that he finally called her Du. Today, I think, the equivalent of Du in Martin Buber's time would be to call someone sweetie or to say to someone, I love you. With his work, Ich und Du, Buber wished to explore how we see others, whether we see people as objects or as subjects. For Buber, when we address another as Du, we allow ourselves to truly see the world through his or her eyes, much the way an actor can only play a character if he really gets into the mindset of that character. For Buber, Du meant merging with another, such that our ego and sense of self fall away, and we become the other, so to speak. Buber believed that we can see all aspects of our experience as Du if we cultivate this mindset, not just other humans, but also animals, plants, and most of all, God could become do for us. Great, so why don't we transition now and talk about, um, talk about uh, this ich do idea. Mm -hmm. So I'll just say a bit about ich and do. Um, which was the theme for the podcast I recorded uh, two years ago, two seasons ago. So um, Martin Buber, in 1922, he wrote a book called Ich und Du, which translates into, well, the thing is, in English, you can't really translate it because mm -hmm. we don't have do in English. We have mm -hmm. just you, right? You um, is used for all people. Mm -hmm. Actually, um, in the past, we did have do, because German and English are actually very close. Mm -hmm. We had a form of you called thee, mm -hmm. or thou, thou, mm -hmm. uh, which 300 years ago, you would, it was like thou was for your loved ones, and you mm -hmm. was for your colleagues, formal. Mm -hmm. But now thou doesn't, no one uses it anymore, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. Sometimes ich und du will get translated as I and thou. And um, as I said in my last, in the podcast, that's a terrible translation because, mm -hmm. because it's so old, mm -hmm. it sounds like um, very, very formal. You know, old things sound very formal. But with Martin Buber's book, the whole point is that do is all about connecting and that there's no barrier between the I and the you. So um, Martin Buber was trying to express how, uh, how important it is or how there are two types of relationships. One where you're seeing someone as a Z, which is as a kind of object. And when you use do, you're seeing them more as uh, a subject with their own mm -hmm. life and almost as part of yourself. Like you're kind of connected with them. Mm -hmm. um, not the best summary, but... So why don't you... Because you're a native German speaker. I don't think English speakers can really appreciate what it means to say do and what it means to say Z. Mm -hmm. So I guess my first question would be... Um, how do you feel if someone uses Z with you versus if someone uses do with you? Do you mm -hmm. How do you feel? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
if you are a child, everybody is calling you do. Yeah? Then do is normal. Yeah? If you are 10, 12, nobody No one say, says Z. No, nobody. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. you've grown up being a do person, yeah? The teacher, the guy in the shop, your parents, everybody is saying do, yeah? So that's what we are used to. And then when you're 16, I think, at school, the same teachers before they said do, and then they say Z. And you're so irritated because it's the same teachers. <laughs> yeah, the year before they say, Kannst du mal kommen? Yeah. Can you come? And then they say, können Sie mal kommen? Yeah. Then they say Sie. And it's, it's so strange. Yeah. While you're young, it feels wrong in a way. Because you're not used to it. I would yeah. think it might be a compliment because you feel, oh, I'm old, I'm mature, I'm an yeah. adult. That's why they're doing it. That's the idea. Yeah. But um, it feels cold in a way. As you expressed, yeah? as you, um, your definition of um, when we say do and when we are not saying do. do. If um, we are saying do, we are closer. And now these teachers are calling me Z. That means they are um, not so close to me anymore. Mm. Yeah? It, it felt cold. Yeah? Mm. So I didn't like it. Mm. And most of my, um, the other pupils, they were the same. They said, oh, now they're telling us, see, why? Hmm, huh. <laughs> it wasn't so happy about it. But they, <laughs> <laughs> they wow. want to introduce us to the life of grown-ups. Yeah? Mm. And grown-ups, yeah, if you're going to a shop and there's a grown-up and you're a grown-up, they say, okay, what do you want to buy? Was wollen Sie kaufen? But if there's... It's like saying... Because I know from my own experience speaking German, when someone I don't like, I also don't like when someone calls me Z because it makes me feel like you don't want to get to know me, you don't want to um, get close to me. Like um, you want to keep a distance between yeah, us, yeah, and yeah, yeah. that everything's going to be really serious. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's just. Uh, but when someone says to me, "Do." It just feels normal because I'm used mm -hmm. to do. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I also, you know, sometimes I'll say Z, I'll say, I'll call someone do, like an older person, and I'll feel, oh, that was mm -hmm. unhöflich, yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah, to older persons, I always, older patients, yeah. I always say Z. Um, but I'm not a native speaker, so it's not so ingrained in me, these mm -hmm. concepts. But for you, it's probably much stronger, I would think. Yeah. Merkel, let's say, and you saw someone calling her do. You had a meeting and you brought, let's say you brought me with, okay? <laughs> and I was referring to her as do, because I don't know English so well. How would you feel about that? <laughs> would you feel embarrassed or would that be like, would you be cringing or? Um, you, you call me do? No, I'm calling Angela Merkel. 
Uh, Angela the, Merkel. Yeah, woher bist du gekommen? What would that sound like to you? Would that sound very? It, rude? It's it's wrong. Yeah. If yeah. if if we are uh, meeting the former chancellor, everybody, every German would say Sie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Nobody would say Du Angela, kannst du mal? that's that's wrong in a way. Yeah, but yeah. but she's You're like saying to the president, like, "Hey, man," or something, right? Yeah. Hey, yeah. man. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. what's going on? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Interesting. Of course, yeah. you're not talking to Angela Merkel like that. But yeah. Angela Merkel, she's a very generous person. She, she, it would be okay for her. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's her, it wouldn't be a problem. Mm. Yeah. And also to, for example, the Bundespräsident Steinmeier, he's also a very generous person. Yeah. yeah? He would be okay with it. I know from my own experience learning German, reading German literature, that do used to be much more rare than it is today. Like, you only used do 100 years ago with your closest, uh, like your family, your lover, your best friend. Everybody else was Z. Even like your friends were Z. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you weren't like telling them your deepest secrets, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, in, in Germany? Yeah, I think so. Um, but if you've been just a worker, yeah? If a lord was coming, a minister, a teacher, yeah? a edu well-educated person, and then there was the worker bringing coats, for example, then he would say do to this wow. person. Yeah? Really? To show him you're just uh, yeah, not so special person. Yeah? So I didn't I know call that. you do. Yeah. 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 So it was about hierarchy also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But um, interesting. So Z was also like a way of showing respect, yeah. obviously, yeah. but even showing, like, I guess if, I know, for example, um, um, intellectuals, you know, German intellectuals who were friends, like um, Adorno and mm -hmm. Walter Benjamin, they wrote mm -hmm. each other letters mm -hmm. and they use Z, even though they're writing to their, you know, their friends, they're going after mm -hmm. to the cafe. Mm -hmm. Benjamin had another friend, Gershom Scholem, mm -hmm. and he used do with him because they were like mm -hmm. really good friends. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So... Yeah, Z can always be a form of um, respect. Yeah. So they decided we show each other our respect that we stay at, with Z. I think it might also be now that is that because do could be interpreted as I'm better than you, right? You said the, the the boss would speak to the worker, so... Yes, yes, in that case, yes. So if yeah. you... You could actually insult somebody by using do. If, if you... Um, if you do the do... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're um, immediately yeah. close to the person. Yeah? And being but close to a person means you can hurt a person. Yeah? The, the persons who are close to us, to ourselves, they can hurt us more, yeah. And if we stay at with a Z, then there's always a kind of distance that shows that we um, treat each other with respect. But 
Uh, so kind of the worker maybe thought, I mean, the, I'm really interested the boss would speak to the worker and do. So mm -hmm. he's kind of saying, you belong to me, like you're my, I own you, but oh, I also love you. No, I'm better than you. It's in so this, it, this case. Yeah. It, so it could be, um, it's not always uh, Simple affection. people are just do. Yeah. They don't um, have, um, how to say, they don't earn the respect form of Zee. So it kind of do could either be showing love or showing total yeah. don't care about you. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, if... If you're um, just a do, yeah, if a person just um, saying do to you, that means you're, um, yeah, how to say, it's easy to hurt them because there's a gap of respect. Hmm. If, if you have a lover, of course you're saying do to each other, yeah. But you can hurt each other. Yeah. Because you're, it should be like that. To your lover, you should say, you should be able to say everything. Yeah. You don't have to hide things. Yeah. But that means that we can hurt each other in a very, very heavy way. Yeah. If there's a person you're calling Z, you would never say everything. Because the, the form is very strong. Mm. Yeah, I have a lot of patients. I'm calling them Z. That that there's a kind of distance because I know it's much better to keep this distance. Mm. Yeah, for them, mm. not for me, for them. Yeah, then they feel more comfortable. Yeah, so it's it's um, different from person to person. Because Martin Buber's ultimate goal in the book, because he was a mystical philosopher, Jewish mystic, and he wanted, Ikhun Du is really connection with God, is the ultimate, the, I think it's like the final chapter, is how you can make God do. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. God is not this distant being, but is everywhere and mm -hmm. all things and mm -hmm. connected. Mm -hmm. In, you know, I think in America, in, in English and in American Bibles, we will often use this old English. It's a very bad translation because they're translating directly from thou. I mean, I mean, from do, and they're using thou or the mm -hmm. thine. It's really old English because mm -hmm. in the German Bible, they're using do, dich, for mm -hmm. God. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, 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 we do. Yeah. So it's actually really... Uh, unfortunate translation because it gives English speakers the impression that God is this, you know, king from like the 17th century that has nothing to do with their lives and it's just super formal and distant and 
we don't even use thou with, you know, that's, you read that in books from Shakespeare or something, right? Mm -hmm. So it's actually has the opposite effect of the German, which is to speak to God as du, dich, dein. Mm -hmm. So I think that's something that, and it, if you say you to God, it actually feels much closer if you pray to God yeah. as you. Yeah, because yeah. that's just what we're you. That's how you would say you to anybody. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's fascinating that German, they could have addressed God as Z. You know, in the in the. Mm -hmm. I mean, the translation is probably from Martin Luther. I would think. You know, he probably was the first to translate mm -hmm. the Bible from Latin into German, yeah, yeah. and he chose do mm -hmm. and not Z. So mm -hmm. why? Would it feel weird? How, what would it feel like? Why is it that God is addressed as do when God is so high and seems like it should be so formal, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, interesting. Yeah. 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 Ideas you have. Yeah. Um, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, of course, he's a lot, but um, he's also our father. Yeah. And to say Z to our father, that wouldn't be correct. Yeah? He's so close to us mm. that we are allowed to say do. Yeah? Mm. Because he's not just the Lord, he's also a relative, a father. Yeah? But sometimes the father, um, is, I know that in the past people address their father sometimes as Z. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Children address their father as Z. Yeah. But, um, so he was even closer than a father in a way. Yeah, yeah. Right? As you said, um, Martin Luther was doing this translation and he was very modern. That was his idea. I want to change everything. I want to bring it. Yeah, it right. was all yeah, of the very, very old. Yeah, the, the Pope was very old, old fashioned in the way he's thinking. Ah. And he was very, very modern. Yeah. yeah. So that's why he. I, I think, I, I'm, I have no idea if it's right, but he said he made the decision, okay, it's do, it's dich, it's dein. Yeah, wow, I think because, the, it's a great point, probably he didn't like, you know, the Pope was in Rome and telling Germans mm -hmm. what to do, this distant figure, mm -hmm. and Martin Luther probably would say, no, God is everywhere, yeah, yeah. he's not a Pope, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. he's, you know, you're... He's your the, the local pastor or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Not he's not, but he's God's just as much in him as in anybody. Yeah, so that makes yeah, sense. That was yeah. a, I guess, a very um, uh, a deliberate decision Martin mm -hmm. Luther made. Yes, yes, I'm, I'm sure. How? That. Yeah. What would it feel like? So. Um, Do you think that, like, if you were to pray to God, mm -hmm. would it be, it would just be natural to pray using do and not z? Yes, yes. Mm. But just because I'm used to it, yeah, i grown up with this kind of speaking to God. I never thought about it, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, but he's, he should be close like a family member. Yeah, and my family members, of course, I say do to them. Yeah. Yes, and he's a part of my family. Wow. Yeah, that's why.
I know that in German, um, when you pray, though, sometimes you address God in very, like, mein Herr, like these, my Lord. Yeah, yeah. Herr is, yeah. means mister, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Herr, um... Lord. Yeah, Lord. but I mean, you would say, you know, Herr, um, Weinberg, Mr. Weinberg, mm, or... Mm, mm. Yeah. So... But, but Herr in a way of master, Lord, yeah? It's not Herr God. Yeah, it's not Mr. Not really. It's more Lord, more Master. But doesn't it feel Being weird to use do with your master? Um, if, if we say hair, if you, we mean master. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying if you're... And hair if is what you would use if you're to your boss. Like on the, if you're working on a farm, yeah. you're the peasant, and the boss, the owner is the hair, and you would use the hair with Z. You wouldn't say do. Yes, that's true. Yeah. So why is it with God? He's hair and he's also do. Um, because God is, heir, is, is close to me. Yes. He's a father, but yeah. he's also the king of ah. everybody. Yeah? He's everything. So sometimes, in a way, he's hell. So yeah. then would it sometimes feel normal to address God as Z? Or no? If you want to show respect, I yeah. think you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. But then you're losing this feeling that God is very close to me. Yeah. Mm. Is there ever a time where a prayer would be done with Z or where no, that would... No. 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 Okay. God is so big that he, he doesn't need it. Yeah. Uh -huh. He's bigger than that. Yeah. So he, he allows us to say do to him. Wow. Yeah. So God is an exception. Like he's also like very close but also very far. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so he can be Mr. or Du. But the German um, captures that, the language in English. Maybe we used to have it with in older English, but today it's, well, it's all screwed up now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The translation yeah. is terrible. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I'm seeing movies. Yeah. And here in Germany, we still translate movies. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes I think, ah, that's a wrong decision that they translate oh, yeah. it into you. It, it, it should be different. Yeah. You? Or you mean Z? Or? Um, both is possible. Sometimes I think they should say Z instead of you or the other way around. That you they mean Z instead of it. do? Mm -hmm. Not you. Do. Um, both is possible. Right. Sometimes I think it should be Z. Oh, they translate from you, and sometimes they say do, and sometimes they say Z. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. hard for them yeah, to do this decision. Yeah. Yeah. We have to finish up so i'm going to ask you uh, one more question and maybe we can connect it to this point so i know you love um quentin tarantino movies yes so which one is your favorite it's um the third one it's uh, the name oh. after the main person it's um, oh, jackie brown yeah jackie brown yeah jackie brown okay yeah. so i actually don't know that movie 
so well. What's your second favorite movie? (laughs) (laughs) Um, hmm. Yeah, maybe Pulp Fiction. Okay, this one I know very well. (laughs) So when, this is a good one, when Samuel L. Jackson, I forgot his name, Jules, when he speaks to Marcellus Wallace, he obviously says you in English. Do you think it should be do or Z in German? Marcellus Wallace is his boss, but they're also kind of friends. Yeah, yeah. You remember Marcel? Yeah. Yeah. But he's very intimidated by him, but they're also like, yeah, yeah we're cool. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it's very in, informal. What, how would they speak? Tarantino films um, are not reality, and they shouldn't be. Yeah. They are, in a way, especially that one. Yeah. Maybe the last one was a bit more realistic but pulp fiction it's it's a lot of form yeah so it's uh, it should be artificial yeah so it's hard to say because it's not so psychologic psychologist psychological psychological thank Um. you Um, so it's not so easy um, to answer but i think um, it more makes more sense that he would say z wow yeah i would have thought too yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember. Because I the think they're so. Uh, they're using this. Oh, you, the wolf's coming. Like that's all you had to say. Like this kind of language. It's very. But it's it's uh, the girl of the boss. Yeah, isn't it? No, the the wolf. What? Well, the daughter of. Oh, that's. Oh yeah, Uma Thurman is is the. Is his girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah. But then, when they accidentally shoot Marvin in the head, remember that part? And that he's like, "You have to have an opinion." And he shoots him, <laughs> and they have to get the car is filled with blood, and they have to like <laughs> get it cleaned up. So he calls uh, Jules, calls Marcellus Wallace, <laughs> and he's like, "We're freaking out here! Like, there's blood in the car. Like, I <laughs> don't know what to do." And and uh, he's like, "Don't worry, I'm sending the wolf." The wolf, I think, is. Um, yeah. Harvey uh, uh, yeah. Keitel or something. Yeah, and he's like, they they can say do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there yeah. you would say do. He yeah. would say do yeah. to Marcellus Wallace. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I remember. Sorry. Yeah. Ah. Before I, I thought it. You were talking about Uma Thurman. Oh, Uma Thurman. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so there, Mar- he would say Z to Uma Thurman, yeah, probably. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I say. Yeah, yeah. Marcellus yeah. Wallace would be do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe in the German translation, they would screw that up, right? Don't remember, or I'm not yeah. sure. Maybe I've never seen the German version, just okay. the original. Yeah. yeah, as they say in Pulp Fiction, uh, I didn't go to. I don't know. I didn't go to Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was Tim Allers, uh, the actor and acupuncturist. It was great talking with you. I learned a lot. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Quentin Tarantino makes a cameo in Pulp Fiction. He plays Jimmy, a friend of Jules. Jimmy helps out Jules and Vincent by giving them a place to wash up after they had just accidentally shot Marvin in the head while he was sitting in the back of their car. Jimmy, played by Tarantino, 
appears in this scene in his bathrobe, carrying a coffee mug filled with gourmet brew while trouncing around in his suburban home. As one watches this scene unfold, one can scarcely believe that this man, Tarantino, is the writer, producer, and director of Pulp Fiction. How could this nerdy, whiny, gawky dude dream up characters like Marcellus Wallace and The Wolf? How could he so thoroughly get inside their heads and enter a world in which drug dealers eat cheeseburgers for breakfast and the wives of mob bosses accidentally snort heroin instead of cocaine? The answer is that Tarantino, like one of his most passionate fans, Berlin acupuncturist Tim Allers, knew how to say do to the world.